woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World My name is Pedro Galicia, and I'm the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save the cosmos. We recorded this game on October 14th of 2017. I've waited a long time to share it with you all, but it's finally here. Without delay, I give you Season 3, Episode 20, Questions and Answers. So last game was pretty fun. Um, it was the return of both Tin and Brummelstone. <laughs> After they had helped you drive off the uh, nightmare base Myconids, you Tin had traveled. With the brute force of her body. <laughs> <laughs> Things were looking up, except for the fact that when you looked up, you found Tompkins in a nightmare cocoon. And once he was brought down, he looked sickly. And it was, I believe, the first time that you guys have possibly maybe spoken to the nightmares. You're not quite sure who you were talking to when you talked to Tompkins. And as you traveled, eventually, uh, Vasa was the first one to hear bullywugs wrapped in like nightmare skin kind of circling around you. And they were ready to make a move on you, though they themselves did not believe that they could actually take you, they knew that they had to for some reason. A bridge was built, and on that bridge was conversation, and that conversation reached out. I forget who started it, but I know that, like, Roberto was pretty fierce about these things do not die. They do not die. Tin was in the it was in the firm other camp. <laughs> yes, yes. Tin Tin was like, why would these things know? Um, and Roberto was like, but the things. So... After a tense conversation about what they should be doing, the Bullywugs had decided, they told you guys that what you needed was answers, and then they started walking away, and the group has decided to trust the path of the Bullywugs. Not the group. Brummelstone went first. Brummelstone, <laughs> did, yeah. Wesley really liked Bullywogs and decided to trust. <laughs> Emotional decision! I Emotional. Made an emotional decision. So, at this point, the Bullywogs are leading you somewhere. And who is carrying Tompkins? Uh, I think we originally had uh, Kilrum, the big elemental, but I would take over at some point. You've got Tompkins. He's shivering. He seems cold, kind of twitching every now and then. Uh, as if he's like struggling with something, but so far that's all the news you've got on Tompkins. What are the rest of you doing? Um, Vasa would well, first she would actually be walking alongside Brummelstone and sort of like hiss lower, lower. It's like you know, why are we following them? This is not safe. The bully walks promised answers. I trust them. I don't trust the nightmares. I think we've figured out that they're not quite. Brummelstone would try to choose his words carefully here. Uh, not quite educated enough to lead us into a large-scale trap. They we, they knew we could take them in a fight. I'm pretty sure you collected their weapons at one point after they Vasa dropped them. just looks them. very innocent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, he was like, and when on Rollum, I feel like it's best to follow the story. Menra, we're we're not we're not on Rollum, right? We're where was that? That's sorry. We're he on... meant to say Rolanus. Rolanus. <laughs> yes. I was like, are we home? Is it what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, thinking it. Sorry, I just jumped in. I thought Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I jumped through a portal. Someone told me we were going. I thought you guys had finished this level already, but I see. Vasa wouldn't look entirely satisfied with that answer, but she would look over to Tomkins, who is unco- unconscious and clearly suffering in the in the stone creature's arms, and she remembers how um, all their healing attempts had failed on him. And then she moves back to the front of the group near where the Bollywogs are leading. And she leans over. She's walking them. She says, just to be clear, if you reach for a weapon, I will kill you. If you lead us into a trap, I will kill you three first. Understood? And then she straightens up and just kind of uses her perception. Now, I want to make clear, I, I'm, I have in my notes there's four of them. Oh, four. I don't. I thought there was okay. three, but yeah. So yeah, I didn't four. know if you were like, "You're cool. You check." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except so for you, burnt. Jerry. Yeah, yeah. You suck. You suck. You suck. Tony, cool. for some reason, I'm liking you. I don't know. I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea how many there are, but yeah, like she just basically directs the general threat in their area. So they turn around, and uh, one of them says, uh, "We don't even have any weapons anymore." And you won't. While they have your ear, one of them says. Uh, what of the child, though? What of the child? He, he looks like he's suffering. You, you, pro- you said that you had answers. We have answers, but we're just worried. Well, the sooner you give us those, give us those answers, the sooner we can help our... And Vasa just looks really uncomfortable saying this. Our shorter co- companion. Hmm. So it's not yours. Just, just go, go. Vasa, like <laughs> they kind of shuffle on forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go. Hurry up. So they travel for probably another fifteen or twenty minutes more, and then uh, you can hear uh, noises up ahead. Vasa, kind of shufflings in the uh, trees. Uh, Vasa sort of raises a hand and holds, t- like, to make the group stop, and she says, "Stop!" as she points to the floor. She says, what are you leading us into? And they look around and they, they look confused as well. And then shifting either out of the trees, like from up above or from behind trees into the uh, murky swamp water are more of these bullywugs. And their, their skins look more saturated with that kind of inky nightmare. And they kind of, as they move forward, they kind of hunch or they look just kind of disheveled. And they kind of lurch forward a little bit, and there's nine of them, and they still have their weapons. And as they come forward, one of them takes a few extra steps forward, and he looks the most covered in this inky substance. And he says, what are you doing? What are you doing with them? And one of the, the one that was speaking to you earlier, he says, uh, they... They were too much for us. We are their prisoners. And nothing could be done, so we thought we would take them to Narmul. And he looks really angry, and he's like, Why would you take them to Narmul? And they said, 
because they are in trouble. And they look at each other and the rest of them kind of give him a nod and he says, we don't think that they deserve this. And the other bullywugs, the ones that just showed up, kind of start like riveting and anger and kind of murmuring to themselves. That one steps forward a little bit more and he kind of almost gets in the face of the one that's speaking for you. And he says, the nightmares ask for the world walker's death. Nothing less than that will satisfy them. Do you want our entire tribe to be taken? And the one speaking for you kind of swells up a little bit. And he says, better just us than everyone. The leader of the other group kind of takes a few steps back. And he thinks for a second. He looks really angry. And then he looks past the bullywogs and looks to you and he says, You have one chance to put down your weapons and surrender. Or be taken. Vasa looks over her shoulder at Bromostone to see if Bromostone's feeling peaceful. Bromostone would exchange a look that says, like, I mean, we can still work this out, right? (laughs) (laughs) Avasa rolls her eyes, and she just, she says, um, hang on, I have to, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, okay. Um, what kind of weapons are the the Borgie Borgs holding? (laughs) Uh, the same kinds, I believe they were spears, let me see. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Vasa, Vasa sort of straightens and she raises her voice and she says, I count nine of you with little spears and three with none. And I see behind me seven of us with far greater weapons. You speak of your entire village in jeopardy by this nightmare. They, they, the nightmares ask for our lives because we are the one thing that threatens their existence. You give us over and you doom your people. Give us the answers that these three have led us here for, and we potentially can help your village as well. Or you can choose to try and take us and die, and your village will be doomed anyway for failing to have turned us over. The one speaking for you guys earlier, he goes, there's there's four of us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim looks over at Tony, and she's like, sorry, over, dude. Vasa sorry, dude. Vasa looks over at the run and says, damn it! Stand up straighter. That's that one over there, too. But then the leader of the other groups, he takes a step confidently forward and he says, lay down your weapons or we come for the child first. And several of them, like, kneel down almost. Like, they crouch down really low as if they're getting ready to launch themselves with their spears in their hand. Who has... uh, Brummelstone is the one that has Tompkins, Now he does, yeah. Bromlestone would, like, at that point, he would say, uh, he would look up, you know, he's he's been trying to handle the situation calmly. Like, Vasa was doing a great job. Um, and now, too, <laughs> bad cop, he would play good cop, and he was like, do you think a nightmare will honor its, 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 its saying? You think it will just leave? The one speaking for you guys because uh, hey hey we we don't have a lot of experience with this stuff we don't really yeah. know what they're like. Well, let oh, us, let tell, us you. tell you. Let us tell you they are <laughs> devouring worlds. 
do you think they will leave your swamp alone and it alone and that will satisfy them? Do you not think they will devour you? And this, give us a shot to learn some answers and help you. Help the world. Help the worlds. The uh, leader of the the new group, he looks at you kind of confused at first and he says, Do you think that by helping you they won't immediately take our minds? We don't know why they haven't simply taken your minds, but they allow us to live. They have saturated our dreams. The moment they don't want us to live, they take us from this world. And the reason I know is because there used to be far more of us. Their lives vanished in an instant, the moment we tested them. So yes, I do believe we have a better chance with these things than we do by betraying them and in a moment's notice falling to the ground lifeless. And you notice that like this new group that showed up, they're far more, like I said, saturated. Like the other ones, the ones with you, they have splotches, but they seem to be able to either fight this or something. There's something different about the ones talking with you than the other ones up ahead. So Grimmelstone would say, friend, they've corrupted you with fear and they will feed on that fear and they will consume you whole if you let them. Let us be your hope. Let us be your guides. There's a reason they want to crush us. Fear always loses to hope. It has in every story I've ever read. It has in every book, and has since the dawning of time in this world and others. It's dark now, yes. And it's true, there may be losses. And there has been losses, and that is sad. But nothing can be gained by siding with fear. Nothing can be gained by letting yourself be corrupted by this. You are strong warriors, I can tell. But you're going to attack a sick child first? You're going to give in to nightmares? Why do you think they want us? We are the hope that can stop them. We are the morning that can wake. This world, these worlds from the dreams that they're trying to corrupt and that they're trying to take over. Please, help us. We will do everything we can to help you. We are doing everything we can. We obviously are risking our lives the way you have risked yours. And we are sorry. We did not choose this. This was not a quest that was we asked for. This was a quest that was bestowed upon us. Give me a persuasion roll. Uh, 14. So they kind of look at you. And then they kind of nod at you. And the leader of the other group says, fine. Come with us. And then they all drop dead. One by one, they each just... Their eyes go wide, and the entire group immediately drops to the ground. Some of them go underwater, some of them slump against a tree, but in, in, in the matter of half a second, it looks like their minds are taken from them, and they drop down dead. And the four that are with you, that they're still up, and they kind of drop to their knees, and they start to sob. Marco also starts to sob. 
after sort of like taking in the sobering sight, which is honestly a little bit stunning because she hasn't she hasn't quite seen the nightmares do that on someone yet. Vasa goes forward and she sort of drops a half a knee next to one of the bullywogs, and in a far more sympathetic voice than she has used before, she says, "Your kingsmen were good people. That's why they lost their lives. How did they become so saturated by the nightmares? How are you spared?" I notice you're only half covered by the nightmares. And one of them looks up and says, uh, and you can see it in his eyes when he says it. He says, uh, how, how <laughs> big are their spears? Huh? Are they like regular size? Spears? Yeah. Yep. Um, Tin would grab one. Okay. So while the other one's opening his heart to Vasa, Tin's like, yoink. <laughs> actually. Yeah. I um, mean, is there, can I actually also just see if that one has anything on it? Yeah, you start going through his shit. Yeah, sure. Uh, oh my god! So okay. while she's oh rummaging Vasa, through dead cold. bodies, I thought Vasa was cold. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the bullywug says, uh, "Delete heart <laughs> After he said, like you know, uh, he looks up at you. He says, "We stopped sleeping," and his eyes look bloodshot. Vasa says, "Wise, we two have gone. We two have experienced the same ordeal." And then. Um, she she straightens and she looks over at the bodies of the fallen. She sees Tin kind of looting, and she's like, she has mixed feelings on that. She totally knows where Tin's coming from. But she's like, Tin. Yeah, they haven't noticed you yet, Tin, but they're getting Tin ready to turn re- around. Tin's respectfully looting, but no, she stands up when she has the spear. You're taking like a one d four weapon. Come on, that's just I, I need some kind of. Actually, she looks at Ertlebe and kind of is like motioning. She's like, "Do you need one? Do you need one?" Vasa yeah, raises her voice looting. to keep the attention of the bullywogs and her and their backs to Tin, desecrating their the bodies of their fallen. And she just says, uh, "She says you are wise, and I, I apologize for my threat upon your lives earlier." If you believe this garag of yours has answers, let us make let us make haste before others interrupt our our passage and potentially risk their lives. And then as well. he he puts his hand on your shoulder and he says, Nar- "Normal, normal. <laughs> you cannot say that name wrong." Uh, what if I don't say the name at all? We're bringing you to our god. Mm. Is he also, don't important? say anything to the god. You know, he probably would not look. He would not look kindly upon respectful looting. So Tin very carefully places the spear back. <laughs> Brumblestone would, it's, yeah. Brumblestone would have been going to like the bodies, and like if there was a way to like in the way humans close eyes, if the, if there's a way to like, he would kind of say. What yeah, a, the bullywugs turn around at that point and are like, "That's not respectful." Well, he would be doing. Yeah, like he wouldn't be like. I, he would be standing over. He wouldn't be closing eyes. To touch a body after it's fallen is disrespectful. It's nature's now. Hmm. Fair enough. To Take us to... And Vasa's like, Narmul. 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 I'm, right? I'm really hoping that Narmul is like a C-3PO situation where we get there and it's like a friendly fop who has been mistaken as a god by these, <laughs> these frog people. Oh, they're all singing we... yub nub to him. Just yub nub. Yeah. Vasa, <laughs> uh, Vasa asks the, the bullywogs, she says, does your narmul have a 
personality? What is what is he or she like, or doesn't like? Normal is the swamp. Wait, is it the forest? Tin is like ew. Ah, no, it is not like the spirits of the forest. Narmul is a god. Why has why has your Narmul not banished the nightmares from your own bodies? You aren't his children. His uh We were ashamed to bring ourselves before Narmul. Okay. I like the picture of this god just like sitting there like, geez, I would love a crisis. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just this giant like four-headed frog with six arms, just like tapping his fingers on his one of his heads. Can that I get so a let me think, like, a wisdom, an insight check from Ertleby. Sure thing. I got a 21. This is not maybe surprising to you. Tin could possibly put it together on her own, but your previous experience in the forest, you're not surprised that it's not just the forest that seems to have this sort of situation happening. Does that make sense? So even though they're saying the swamp is not like the forest, the swamp is totally you're like not, the forest? You're not convinced. I mean, they are obviously worshipping it, but that doesn't mean that you're going into an unfamiliar situation. Can I sense anything about the spirit of the swamp? No, no. Okay. But you, with your 21, you would realize that that's probably be because the forest reached out to you. Mm. The swamp has not. Is the swamp like goth forest? Emo stage. Emo stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pedro. I will keep this in mind. So they continue moving forward. All the while, Tompkins continues to struggle and begins to sweat just a little bit more. The occasional wiggle. Is there anything that you guys want to do before uh, you get too far in? I would like to... Um occasionally circle back to Tompkins and pinch him and tweak things at one point maybe cover his mouth and his nose to see if I can bluff his body into waking himself up no he just stops breathing all right we'll take those hands <laughs> off take those hands off there is a point um at like one time you pinch the cheek and you you're not sure it's almost like he slightly turns towards you and smiles in recognition and then it gets taken by a, sh uh, a shiver and that's that's the only kind of interaction you get with him so Brummelstone I had this like uh, so Brummelstone would be talking to him and kind of telling him um, with like the awareness that the nightmares are listening because you know they he was the one that set up and said torment in the language right so, mm -hmm. so he would be saying you know like Mr. Tompkins and all the mess I didn't get to say hello and welcome see how you were. Do you know in my journeys that I missed you? And it's funny, these things that are so dark, these things that are supposed to cause an insufferable amount of torment and monstrosity have... And he just starts to shiver again as soon as you say torment. Uh, and he kind of like... So he kind of... You can see his hand slowly rise up just a bit until it can grab a bit of your uh, the cloth on your chest. Uh -huh. And it, it tugs at you. And then you can hear him sort of whisper one more time. He just says, Torment. And then he just kind of lets go. It's like it's like he summoned all of his strength to tell you that. Oh. So he would, yeah, and Brummel sound like, well, these things that cause so much darkness have actually brought me, 
have actually brought me some joy. You know, I used to exist without a family. And he would kind of look up and look at each person, you know, and he's like muttering to Tompkins in hopes that no one really hears him, uh, yeah. except for Tompkins. In <laughs> uh, this, like, you know, and to keep his gruff dwarf manner, uh, you know, he's like, I lost one family and I have found another one. They have, you know, in the weeks I were away, I, I missed you. And I think of you as our guide, Tompkins. So stay strong in there, Tompkins. You know, I used to have a guide that was about your height, maybe a little shorter. He was a gnome guide, and he led me and Roberto through many adventures, into many places of strength, and in the darkest hours we refer to him. We refer to him as our guide, or the gnomish word for guide, which was Galicia. So stay in there, and lead us. Stay, you know, he was, I know you have told us about the path, so we need you to stay and be our path guide through here. When Tompkins seems to respond to the uh, the familiarity of the pinch, Vasa um, at some point treks back and deposits one of her old socks right underneath his nose, just kind of cuddle around <laughs> his neck like a scarf. Oh. And she thinks that the old smell might, you know, inspire him. Oh. No. <laughs> no. Well, she, she leaves it there tucked in very gently like a very endearing <laughs> teddy bear. And then she goes back to leading the path with the the four when that happens brummelstone like quickly picks it up and it's just like eh, i guess we'll just pocket that <laughs> you pick it up and then ever so slightly you see tompkins and his hand like twitches Aww. and then it, it starts to close and then there's a little twitch of his thumb as it slowly <laughs> rises up <laughs> And then collapse. Aww. Is that like after it's moved? Or? After it's moved, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the amount of strength that it must have taken for him to grab your chest after the word torment was powerful. It must have taken the same amount of strength simply to be like, thanks, man. <laughs> Fine. Boss is just trying to be caring, but I see how it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that Rumble. So it would be like she she's showing you she cares in her own way. While the Tompkins care crew is doing their thing, Riddleby's gonna try and communicate with the plants. She's gonna use talk to plants and just like discreetly reach out, asking about the spirit of the swamp in a respectful way. So give me just give me an insight check. I'm spending a luck point and I got a nine. So Tin wants to go around to everyone and make sure, I mean, if we're, we don't know what we're going into. So she wants to make sure that we have all of our hit dice. Um, I mean, honestly, she would probably pressure everyone to take a short or long rest, depending on how much we need to heal up and restock on our stuff. Are we taking a short rest? I mean, I'd love to. Will they wait for us? Vasa looks to the floor and she says, my team is tired. If we could rest a moment, do we have that time to spare? I said, uh, he says, Narmal doesn't know we're coming. We're... So, take your rest. Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. <laughs> thank you, Tin. <laughs> good call, good call. Battle captain. We're doing a long rest, right? Wait, a long rest is a long time. That's like, I really, I, I would only want to do the short rest just to sort of recharge them. How much, um, when Vasa looks to Bromos, uh, looks to Tompkins, how much is he covered by the nightmare? He's got, I mean, he's wrapped up 
ever like uh, maybe there's a couple strands around his arms. Um, there's one that has slowly wrapped around his neck, but other than that, he's mostly just shivering and mm-hmm. in a cold sweat. Has that the one that's around his neck has that appeared to have grown since we first pulled him from the cocoon? It wasn't there before. Now it's there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we can afford eight hours if it's growing that fast on Tompkins. I personally would vote for just a short rest. Yeah, I think I'm for short rest too with Tompkins' estate. Sure. During the short rest, um, can Vasa assess how many health crystals everybody is carrying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, healing crystal roll call, Roberto. Four. Megan. Four. Early. Five at the ready and 13 still in the bag of holding. Only 13 left? Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. Didn't I buy like 50? Well, you would have had 14 if someone didn't fake death. (laughs) (laughs) Made sense. We're on a story planet. Made sense. It It was a good idea to try. Um, Planet didn't buy it. It was a good idea. Uh, Zero. Yep. All right. Um, Let's take two out of there. Give them to Vasa. Let's take four out of there. Give them to Brummelstone. Did Tompkins have any healer's kits on him? Because I thought I remember him having a healer's kit. He does. Uh, as respectfully as possible, Tin is going to take <laughs> all of his healer kits. He has two. All right, cool. <laughs> Tin as respectfully as possible. Can Vasa take a twig and try poking at the nightmare that's on Tompkins' skin? Like, see if it just kind of like, peels off like ooze. Yeah, which one are you touching? Like on his arms? Let me let me go for the let me go for the arm one first. Just kind of like trying to see like get the twig underneath it. Yeah, when you touch it with the twig, it splits off into three smaller almost veins and tighten up around them. Hmm. Can also get another twig and kind of try to chopstick one of the little tendrils? Mm -hmm. So as you do that, five more veins rip out and cut them even more. All right, Vasa's like drops the twigs. Like I'm I'm backing off. Chill, chill. (laughs) Yeah, Brummelstone would, um, he would spend time just, like, studying the nightmares. This is probably as close for as long as we've gotten to a live nightmare. Um, I mean, after seeing Vasa mess with it, he'd be like, all right, so I'm not going to really do anything, but I'm just going to see if I can get, like, a read on, like, the magic and stuff like that. The only thing I guess I can tell you if you study is that what's weird is that, like, when Vasa was kind of poking at it, it's not like she was ever touching something on top of him. This this nightmare, these nightmare tendrils are a part of his skin. They give the appearance of kind of sitting on top of his skin until you actually get really close and kind of touch him or manipulate him. And then you see they're really almost like, it's almost like the veins on the back of your hand. Like, they're in there. <laughs> they just, you can kind of see them a little easier. When the when the short rest is over, Vasa would just give a short speech. Not not to not to wrap it up, but more like once it's over, she will give a short speech to give a rally. What do you say? Oh, um, she'll say something like, uh, "Rise, friends! I know we are tired, but the list of those living and dead counting on our success grows with each passing second. And now." one of our own even more so and she obviously nods toward Tompkins so everybody I think gets a plus 10 thank you you are packed up and ready to go 
And the Bullywugs look a bit more nervous now that they're actually getting ready to take you into the location. But they still seem like they're going to do it. They're still fortified. So they begin walking forward. And it, like I said, it takes about another hour's worth of travel before they take you into this large kind of open area. There are, it's maybe like a, a hundred foot clearing and it's just swamp water in the middle. And then one by one, the bullywugs drop to their knees. The darkness that splotches their skin begins to peel back. Several strands launch themselves at nearby trees and attempt to pull the amphibious creatures off of the ground. It's at this point that the bullywugs close their eyes and begin to chant. What they say cannot be understood by anyone but the Hammerstorm brothers. To the rest of you, it, it, it doesn't, it, it just feels like very like kind of croaky and scratchy, but it is the language of the primordials. It's the language of the elementals. So Roberto and now Brummelstone can understand it perfectly. And as they chant, they say, We give ourselves completely to the heart of the swamps. We hold neither our souls nor our minds from you. Give us the strength we do not have. We submit ourselves to you, that which pulls and holds secret all of time's knowledge. And as they continue their chant, the tendrils begin to tear and snap until they recoil and again seep back into the bodies of their hosts. But as they chant, the darkness kind of starts to fade. Like just by doing this, those tendrils are pulling back more and more. So while they have kind of splotches still, it's receded greatly. And then suddenly, the water begins to shift and swirl, slowly at first and then with greater speed. You brace yourselves as the waters swell until they take the shape of an amorphous blob covered in moss and vines. It grows to around 15 or 20 feet before it stops. The waters ripple outwards well past your positions. It kind of grows and it shifts and sometimes it bubbles up and... um. Brummelstone, you have seen something like this before. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You have seen this in your uh, travels back uh, when you returned to Cog. I hope they are not friends. I was very, <laughs> really calm about this. Oh, uh, <laughs> so it kind of bubbles up, and like I said, it swells, and then the bullywugs kneel down, and then these kind of vines twist and erupt out of the water and they wrap around the bullywugs and then the vines seep into their skin and start ripping the darkness off of their skin until pretty soon the bullywugs seem to be completely free of the nightmares and then they kind of look up and this kind of bulbous thing in the middle of the swamp uh, says, and again, it speaks in a language that no one but the Hammerstorm brothers understand. It's only speaking in primordial. And it looks at them and it says, you are free and you may go. I would speak to the world walkers. And they kind of nod. And that's for you too. This is the second time you've heard yourself specifically referenced as world walkers. Which is kind of a weird thing because you have never been called that before. I don't believe. It's the part in the movie where they're saying the movie title. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> the audience is going to be so jazzed. All of a sudden, you know shit's going down. I would speak to the world walkers, <laughs> Harry Potter, and the prisoner of Azkaban. 
<laughs> so, uh, the the bullywugs kind of look around and then they turn back to you all and they say, uh, "We hope that you find what you're looking for." Goodbye. Yeah. Someone say, someone say thank you. And they kind of kneel before you guys as well. And then they take their leave. They they separate and they leave the entire area. So now it's just you in this crazy amorphous blob that's kind of slowly breathing in and out. Like it kind of grows and some of the bubbles kind of bulge and then pop and then it kind of sinks back down saying swamp gas kind of escapes it and uh there's a bit of quiet and then it says your world dies now your kind retreats to the deeper parts of the world are you talking to us there is literally no one else here, Roberto. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's, that's still an elemental, right? That's still an yeah, elemental. Yeah, like yeah, Masa yeah. has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Are uh, we? We seek to heal, to fix the worlds, and and save everyone. And we could use any kind of guidance that he could offer us. Actually, Roberto doesn't realize he's speaking an elemental because. That actually isn't in my character sheet, but yeah, since yeah. you <laughs> since you say it, then I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, the forged um, of uh, Obrimos are elementals uh, trapped gotta... in the bodies, the the armored bodies that the gnomes and dwarves crafted for them. Okay. So yeah, deep down, whether you realize it or not, you're an elemental first. <laughs> nice. Is yeah. that? And is can Vermelstone pick up? That's what he's like. He's like saying like. He's speaking like specifically to Roberto. That like, he's speaking to all of you, but only you two understand. Um, Vasa says, kind of hisses over shoulders. She's like, <laughs> "If it's talking to us, ask it to do to Tompkins what it did to the Bullywogs." Oh right, yes. Um, Narmul, great one. We ask that you. We do have a um a friend of ours, a companion here who requires help. That you. The same help that you granted your loyal followers just not a minute ago. Um, and then kind of like motions towards. Yeah, Bromostone would like hold him up. <laughs> Sorry. And that, that, the, the essence of the swamp kind of shifts towards you and almost gets more in your face. And it says, I can sense there's something deep inside you. And then it turns and it kind of, you can feel its attention shift to uh brummelstone and it says but why does that one understand me he's my brother he's cool i am what they call a speaker newly formed i speak your language then speak for your group rude and it, it, it the moment you say that you can feel yourself sink ever so slightly into the swamp oh and it says i will not accept any form of disrespect. You stand in the very essence of my soul. So boss is like, I don't know what you're saying to it, but you're saying the wrong thing. As she's sinking down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Sorry. Yeah, Bromosone, Bromosone would say, forgive me. I mean no disrespect. I mean not. I do, I do not come to tease or to mock or anything. I would speak to all of you. Speak for your group. Oh, does he want me to repeat what they're saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he would say, Ramosone is like, oh, I'm 
my bad. Uh, sorry. <laughs> New to primordial. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what's it? Oh, I'd, I, I haven't done a translator thing in a while. He would he would turn around and he would say, um, you know, exactly what he said. Yeah. So from this point on, unless you say otherwise, Rumblestone, would you like to whatever they say, whatever it says, you're repeating? Yeah. I mean. So now you're all in the conversation, right? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So Brummel, it'll always give time for Brummelstone to translate and say it. So from here on out, you guys understand everything because Brummelstone's making that happen. So it says again, why would I offer this? And it kind of like not like moves its essence towards Tompkins. Why would I give this creature what I gave only my most loyal followers? Great Narmul. We are humbled to stand in the essence of your soul. We come asking for your humble favor to help our companion because your most loyal followers brought us here for that purpose. We, the world walkers, as as you have called us, have been chosen to fight the very essence that harms your followers. Our, Our mission, our quest spans worlds and this is our current this is our current location and we have been one of us has been struck down without him we cannot continue on our journey we cannot ultimately rid all worlds of this nightmare that is slowly consuming your followers many of your followers have already given their lives so that may, we may stand before you and plead that you rid our companion of the infestation and it says uh I hear your request, but be aware, first and foremost, and it looks, it kind of, its essence shifts to Ertleby and Tin. It says, we are not the forests. We care nothing for you. Nothing that happened to you in there will begin to even seem similar to what happens here. And then it kind of stops for a second, and it says... Narmul can heal your companion, but first Narmul would know you. What would you like to know? And then it kind of pulls back for a second, and it says, uh, I would know more of you. I would know what you are, why you are, if I find your answer satisfactory. I will heal your child. If not, and you can all feel yourselves get pulled ever so slightly into the swamps, you will stay here for as long as you can exist. It, it, it kind of brings its focus back towards uh, Enzo, I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Roberto and Tin, and it says, and that should be a very long time. It is a very long time. So the first thing it does, I guess, it, it kind of refocuses itself, and you can feel its essence shift towards all of you again. And it kind of ponders for a moment, and then it says, "What are you?" Let's go first. <laughs> um. And then it, after you say that, it says. The name that you were given before you were known tells me nothing. 
give me who you are. And the Hammerstorm brothers immediately understand that. Like, what it's like, this is very much a primordial thing, right? And this is immediately understood by Roberto, but Bremelstone, you're surprised that you understand this concept so quickly. And basically, what it's saying is that it does not want your names. What it wants essentially are our titles declarations it wants to know doesn't want to know what somebody called you when you were born it wants to know who you are at your core i am Ertel the great mother wielder of a a mighty gun transformer into elephants is that is that close? Is it is it is that? <laughs> it it doesn't respond either way. You don't feel yourself sinking. Uh, okay, all right, neutral. All right, somebody else try. <laughs> Vasa Vasa straightens and she says, "I am Vasa, guild guild leader of the Obsidians, rogue street urchin, daughter." And it kind of nods towards you. Guild leader. Alright, uh, Tin <laughs> takes her turn. Um, I am, I am known as Tiny Tin. I am forged for battle, and I am also a messenger, a student, and a gunslinger. And at that, it, it kind of leans forward, and its attention is focused purely on you, and it says, What? forged you a magic different from and then she would gesture towards Roberto uh, a magic that differs from my friend but it is a magic from my world it continues its focus on you and it says what does it mean to be forged as opposed to birthed to you we are created with a sole purpose. What is that purpose? To kill. I was created to be a messenger, but I was also trained and partook in battles when needed. And then it's kind of its focus pulls away and it waits. Seems like <laughs> <laughs> uh, Roberto steps forward and says, "I am Roberto. I, Forge uh, Ranger, brother and protector of the Hammerstorm Hammerstorm Clan. I was I was forged like my like my sister here, but in a different way, where through elemental magic and was built to protect my family and to guide and." keep them keep them safe and uh, I have learned the ways of the forest and um, gained my strength from it and I also really like animals and long walks on the beach its focus kind of tightens on you and it says do you believe yourself different from this one and it, it kind of motions towards tin I mean we have many similarities but we have many differences that make us unique from each other we come from different worlds and although we were forged 
we call we both call ourselves forged um the manner of this forge forger forgery <laughs> was is different um why were you forged i was forged um to protect my family to to fight an evil that had wiped out most of my brother and i's me and my brother's clan and we are still in we are still continuing this search for to um to rid the land of this evil and then it immediately pulls his attention away from you back to tin and it says uh you have two titles messenger and deathbringer which one do you embrace you were given two paths which one did you follow Wow, you're really asking the tough questions here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Tin's thought is, is, though I was forged for these reasons, um, as I mentioned, I am also a gunslinger. And that is the path I have chosen to walk. So neither messenger nor deathbringer. Yes. Then what is the path of the gunslinger? Um, it is about justice and protecting knowledge that could be dangerous if given to the wrong people. So in a sense, I'm a protector. And it kind of, it leans in even closer and it says gatekeeper. Yeah, that's a good word. (laughs) It pulls itself back and then all it has left to do is focus on Brummelstone. I'm called Brummelstone Hammerstorm. I am the soft rock, a man who lost his family and looks to right that wrong while stumbling upon a new family. I'm brother to Roberto, friend to these, uh, I would say brother to them too. I want more than nothing than to stop the nightmares and to gather more knowledge and return to a woman who has my heart. And then it focuses even more intently on you, and it says, You seem divided. Narmul senses no unifying theme. What is brother? What is lover? What is soft rock? <laughs> the softener! He's the softener! The softener. He comes back. Um, Rummel Stone says, uh, To be... To be a dwarf is to be forged of the rock. When we die, we return to the rock. We are asked on my world to be of the rock. But I am also flesh, and I feel... uh, I love, I ache, I seek adventure and both. Solitude and simple lives. I believe this is what makes me who I am. Maybe in my world, 
we exist on different timelines. The magic there is a broken timeline. Perhaps I'm two souls put together from broken timelines. But I seek both that which is hard and that which is easy. Yes, in that storm that brings both life and sometimes hardness. And it pulls itself back and then it kind of brings this question to all of you. Where do you come from? What is the essence of your world? And like, so here's the thing. When it's saying your world, um, Brumblestone can, can translate that. You can describe your home world if you would like, but you can also describe your world, like the environment around you. Do you know what I'm saying? It wants to know as much your world as it wants to know what brought you here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it pulls itself back to anyone that wants to answer. My grandchildren are my world. I come from a town in a land of machines that have done great damage. And despite having seen such brutality in my life, I, I find no greater joy than in my family. And, and they are my world. I am a grandmother who cares for the ones I love. And that means this group as well. And she like holds Tin's hand. And then it focuses on you and it says, but what of your world? Would you ever need to return to your home world if your family was not there? Do you care for your home world? I can't separate my family from the home we've shared for so long. Every room in our house has memories. Every street, we exist as part of that world. And that world is part of us. I love Cog and I will protect it. And then it pulls back and it waits. I'll go. Um, <laughs> so, Tin, you know, holding onto Ertleby's hand is that I am also from the world of Cog. To me, it is a world of prejudice and brutality, and it is a fractured world. And to me, my duty. There's a, I have a sense of duty there that um, calls for me to help bring order to it. And then it just pulls back. My brother and I come from the world of Shattered Timelines, Obrino. And um, our world is, well, the region at least that we hail from is was this lush, vegetative, beautiful forest and scenery, from what I remember, because I only I spent most of my time in the forest. Um, 
communing with nature and running on animals. But, but like I've mentioned before, I um, I spend most of my time protecting my family, and that that is my world. And um, um, my job was to protect, or initially just to protect the Hammerstorm family, but that has expanded to protecting these adventurers whom I now call my now new family. And it pulls back. And then Brummelstone would say, "My, I too come from Oberimos of Shattered Timelines. The world I grew up in was a simple one. It was a small village. And it's all but forgotten by those except for me. I see it as my duty to help carry on its legacy and to help make sure that it's there. Or even though its caves are dark, they are beautiful. They shine with beautiful rocks. And even though the world is simple, it was taken by a complex reason. It pulls itself back. And finally, uh, I guess Vasa says, uh, I come from the world of Rollum, a city with deep shadows veiling its infinite potential. Each night changes like the whims of the mist. It is a place of great hidden magics, and it will always be my world. For I was born from those shadows, and I mean to end in them. And you can feel yourself move a little easier. Almost as if you've been brought back out of the swamp a little bit. She just runs away. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> and then it pulls itself back and it says, uh, I am the keeper of all knowledge. You may ask me one question now. Why'd you like Vasa's best, huh? <laughs> and then it looks and says, <laughs> No, 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 yeah, Brummelstone yeah. would like not translate. I feel like that's like, no. Well, I'm going to assume like, that Ertleby uh, did not say that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Is he, is he looking directly at Vasa when he says no, this? Or anyone? Group? Is it one question each, or as a group? one per question as a group? And, and, and group. to further clarify, it says it looks at um, Brummelstone and says, "Confer with your group and bring your question to me." Can we like do a huddle, like football? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it's Ask letting him you do. You oh. can't stop. move. Yeah. Only Vasa can move. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's bullshit. <laughs> um, okay. And you don't know how many times you can sink before you're gone. So yeah. What Ooh, do Jesus. we really need to know from this? We, we should ask him, how do we stop the nightmares? Okay. But oh, Right? Can we ask him to... Oh, right. Okay. Yes. Well, like, what about... it's you ask a big question like that, and it's going to be like with a powerful magic or something. Yeah, you know, like... like Weren't we going mean, to ask him to save Tompkins, or does that not count as a question? He's not offering a favor. He's offering oh. information. the The situation with Tompkins has not been resolved yet, but okay. he's offering it's offering up okay. information. Any question that you guys have had or have about anything in the game, for we the should, most part, we ask him: Will we succeed? Oh, see, he knows it's not everything. a fortune teller. It's oh. it's it's knowledge, not future. Yeah, um, like I would can, yeah. So can we up. ask the Brummel? Someone ask if uh, confer with the group, not asking the guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like oh, I got this guy. So don't worry about it. It's like, hey, how do I save Claiborne? Let's just yeah. go ahead and ask. How's your day, dude? <laughs> what's the sh- What's the shadow? Does she like me or like like me? Like yeah. I'm through a lot. <laughs> like I, I'm still kind of we like left on a little rough terms. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, Is there someone else? 
Yes. Um, yeah. The, I want to I mean, know why he had to ask us everything if he knows everything. No, no, no. That's a terrible. No, no. That's not a terrible <laughs> question on that. We're, yeah, no. we're, we have a big board, and it's like there's no bad ideas. But just to one. clarify, if that is a legitimate <laughs> question, like what he's trying, what Brummelstone could clarify in this is that this entity seems to have a lot, like has knowledge, but what it's trying to learn. Is something it can't just simply know. Like it can't open up a book and look mm-hmm. at Ertleby's heart. I get you. I get you. We we could ask. We could ask. What is the weakness of the nightmares? That's could good. we could we ask? Or like, what did it How many shards there are and where they are? Or like, uh, well, if we get Tompkins fixed, we'll find that all out in the end anyway. So, I mean, we could ask where do the nightmares come from. And where can we? Like, st- how do we stop them? Yeah, I would yeah. rather a question that's directed towards like a weakness. Mm-hmm. How do we beat them, or something mm-hmm. like that, versus like an origin story? Because the def- the solution to defeating them technically kind of already incorporates the origin story because it implies a weakness that mm-hmm. originates with their birth. I yeah. I just worry about if we ask about weakness of the the nightmares that it's going to say that. Because I mean, we're able to you defeat them are. already. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I just worry that it's going to be something like uh, something that we do already know. But I, I do want to ask something related to the nightmares. I'm just trying to figure out like what it would be mm. that we would want to ask. So my thinking of it is that we don't know how many shard pieces there are, and neither does Tompkins. But the Dream King does, right? The Dream King was like, there's like seven or eight, I think was the last time we like asked him. And he was like, yeah, there's like, that's only this many. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh shit. Then, yeah. To me, I hear that like, we need to ask something that needs, that has like a one-to-one answer and not something that can be left vague. Mm-hmm. It may, you know, like, what's the shadow's weakness? Light, you know, like, what does that mean? You know? I was like, what do they fear? You. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, what do the shadows not like? Hmm. You know, avocados. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Italy. <laughs> could we could we say that because or it seems to us it's like i'm sorry my dog is whining um <laughs> i thought you were really sad like, ask me problem. ask me yeah ask um, him who's the good boy oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> ask <laughs> ask nar mool who is the best boy um <laughs> the good but, boy we could we could ask um why do the nightmares want the shards? Do we already know why? So they just want to plunge the world into darkness and chaos. Yeah, like when kind of talking to them, they just kind of yell torment. So yeah, like, oh, right. We yeah, could yeah, we could yeah. say what's They're the like meaning of torment. We could be like, what does torment mean? <laughs> Is it like literal Let's... torment or figurative torment? Like, we can say like, how do we pull the nightmares out of people? You know, like purge the nightmares out of people. Actually, that would be a I like that. Yeah. That's my vote. Okay. I, I think that's a good question to like, ask. Like, the nightmares have become less shadowy and become more physical and possessive of actual yeah. people, so how can we purge the nightmares from yeah. those yes. infected? Oh, sounds good. Yeah, yeah. because if it happens to one of us in the future, too, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just ask, like, you know, how can we purge um, the infected of their nightmares? I'm trying to think if we're, like, more secure asking what is the best thing we can do for somebody afflicted with nightmares just in case he's like you can't you can't purge it you can't you can't do it yeah so after conferring rumblestone would ask that using you know and like if there's a way 
in Primordial to explain that concept better or elemental. The yeah, just go ahead and give me your question. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like a lot of pressure. I'm going to mess it up. So anyone tells me if I mess it up here. Uh, how do we purge nightmares who have like taken Tompkins or the Bullywogs in the future? And it kind of pulls itself back a bit. And it says, The knowledge of all existence is open to you. This is your question. And it's not asking like insulting, it's just like, like confirming. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I would speak back and say like, <laughs> I imagine everyone being like, <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, and Brummel Stone would say, yes. It focuses on you, and then it says, I'm sure that there are arcane ways that would allow you to enter a creature's mind, but you should know. And then it brings his attention also to Roberto that this one has turned down the ability to do so. Damn, Roberto. What'd you do? It's <laughs> more like what you didn't do. Your yeah. brother was given the chance to join the Horizon Walkers. Your brother did not walk with them and then turned down the knowledge of portals themselves. Had he learned the ways of the Horizon Walkers Standing before the tormented mind of an individual, he could have led you straight into the dreamscape where you could do battle. That was not his choice. Chose to speak with animals instead. Roberto's feeling very attacked right now. (laughs) (laughs) And doesn't think that this should be put on his shoulders. But just saying. Um, This is him muttering to himself, by the way. Yeah, yeah. With the utmost respect, Narmul, I'm not quite sure that it directly answers our question. No, it doesn't answer it at all. You know, guys, you know how, like, you're wondering why Voss is allowed to walk around on top of the swamp and y'all are kind of, like, sunk in a little bit? Just saying. Narmul has told you the answer lies in arcane knowledge of entering one's mind. All right, you just got um, a little you, preachy there. You feel uh, Erdlebe and Tim, <laughs> you feel yourselves begin to sink, and it's not too long before you're past your knees in the water. No, I was, just, I was just being... I don't think that's very nice that, yeah. you know, if you ask questions, you get punished for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure clarification is needed. Are you saying that in the game? Or? No, no, no. no. Can, can Vasa um, step <laughs> over and... In yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. So why is Brumblestone yeah, yeah, yeah. translating this? Why is Brumblestone <laughs> translating our sassy remarks? Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm giving the us. benefit of the doubt that or I, I'm playing it so that he's translating quickly so that we can all talk. Uh, Vasa moves to stand <laughs> in, in between uh, Narmul and the sunken um, Tin and Erdobi, and she says, Great Narmul, we thank you for our answers. If they speak out of turn, it is only for frustration and concern for our friend. Our companions is still ill as of now. Please help him as you have helped the followers that brought him here. 
and then it, it kind of it pulls itself back and it says, I would know even more. And then it focuses on Ertleby and uh, Tin first. <laughs> and it says, Why do you wish to save the worlds? I think Ertleby wants to tackle this question first. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Sorry to throw you. <laughs> I was joking. I can go first. Ertleby's <laughs> uh, kind of mad. Like, Voss is being very conciliatory. Um, but Ertleby would look up and brazenly say, You know how Tin and I here have been sassin back to you standing up for ourselves it's cog style this is how we do it on cog cog is the world we come from and it's the world we love it's a gem in a beautiful panoply of dazzling different worlds and preserving all of them means preserving that diversity that wonderful range of existences in the universe we can't afford to lose a single one cog may be the only one i knew for many years but i've traveled now and i've seen the lands of brummelstone and the lands of roberto and i suspect strongly that someday i shall see vasa's home well too and i want to share them all with everyone i meet because they're each special in their own way and desperately in need of preservation and yes you may suck me into the swamp for this but i am proud cogian and i am going to i'm going to be a true representative of my planet and cog is my land and the focus is entirely on tin um okay so tin tin will say is uh Oh, what was the first of all? Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Coming from a place where everything was destruction, there's so many things, so many people who are hurt from my world. I realize that all life is precious and deserves to be protected. And then it kind of focuses a little bit more and it says. So you do not kill with your weapon. Okay, well... I only... I'm trying to think. Yeah, I really only attack people that attack me first. So, the preciousness of a life is negotiable. No, I'm saying... I'm saying that... Perhaps your life is more precious. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that... There are times when, gosh, I mean, you really got me in a corner here. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying really hard, but uh, while I, while I believe that there is preciousness to each life, I believe that everyone does choose a path, and if it goes against the greater good of um, to intentionally harm, then. I view it as my responsibility if I am capable um, of handling that. Do you believe it is possible to change a path instead of ending a path? 
uh, she would look to her friends and says, uh, I believe that in most cases, as I've witnessed with my friends here, that at times it is possible to change a path without taking a life, and it should only be as a last resort. And my friends have taught me that you can negotiate or, you know, um, just talk it out. So. But once battle begins, you will take life. Not, not always. Sometimes I strangle people and like choke them out so that they pass out. <laughs> no, Pikachu. Get him on that technicality. <laughs> Tin's, Tin's saying it like this. This is just the who Tin is. Is she's not. She's not somebody that's necessarily reverent because she doesn't come from a place that has like that so she's she's being as frank as like she understands the severity of it but she also is just like this is who she is she's just gonna answer it how she knows best so yeah. it's and you notice up. that well you notice that like while it obviously is not happy with your answer neither of you sink <laughs> cog style so, wins again well you can roll insights oh. if you guys want you two oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah it's happening I get zero on the high school. <laughs> eleven? No, wait. Yeah, that's an eleven. Twenty. Twenty. Wow. Okay. I'll send, send this off to her real quick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Cog style. Tin's like everything's everything's going great over here. <laughs> Tin, this is really what you get for throwing Yertle be under the bus. <laughs> I know, she took all the good answers. I tried to fill in the gaps, but I don't know. Yeah, ditto. <laughs> yeah, everything <laughs> she said. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be holding Tin's hand still, but kind of squeeze it and say, I think it's really trying to understand us, to learn, not judge. And we just have to be ourselves, be our true cog style selves. It's like, oh, but it, I gotta tell you, you gotta be a little more consistent because it, it like wants a story that's very consistent. Rubblestone don't translate this. Um, it's getting confused by all the things that you are. Like. Well. Well, no, I should clarify. It's not getting confused. Um, just if you're going to if you're going to tell Tin this, uh, it doesn't like Tin. What? It, it does not. I was trying to be kinder. Okay, yeah, I know, but I don't want you to, like. It's not that it's confused. Like, oh, what's going on? It does not like Tin right now. It, it's not making Tin sink. Like, it's trying to learn more about you all. But it does not like the idea of like you would have picked up on this right away, Olivia uh, uh, or be that it it does not like this. It does not like like you could you could feel it when it was to, um, kind of quizzing Tin that like Tin Tin is this to it. It's uh, interpretation of what Tin said is that Tin decides when something can't change and then kills it. 
No, I didn't say that. But that's what it's hearing is like, it was like, now that you know, like now that you've had this conversation, like, will you continue to execute the things that you don't, like, you're deciding when you kill and when not to kill. And it's, it's, it doesn't understand. I mean, I understand it doesn't like the inconsistency of sometimes I murder, but it's not, you're not sinking because it's, it's trying to learn of you all. It just personally is like. I mean, I think normal's a little. For somebody that's not a little judgy, judgy, I, I sense a little bit of judgment, but it's okay. <laughs> Listen, we all have blood on our hands, Narmul. Jesus. <laughs> and it seems like it's done with that question, and it moves back to Roberto, and it says, "Do you realize that you could unchain from this existence at any time, and never return?" I mean. Never, Do you know that of yourself? I, I know that, but I've never seriously thought about it before. When it is time, will you? When all of those around you die, and you are left with nothing else in this existence, do they know that you can simply leave and return to your essence? Sure. And you can all hear that, like... Of all of you, maybe you hadn't considered it before, but Roberto, Roberto, uh, I think you all by now know that he, when he sleeps, he essentially unchains and returns to his home plane. Right? We've mentioned that before, like like once or twice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At any moment, Roberto could leave and be done. (laughs) And maybe this is, you guys hadn't thought about that before, but... Yeah, they didn't know before. Oh. They know now, Narmul. Thank you, for that. <laughs> dude. I was trying um, to keep that under wraps. <laughs> um, I mean, if that, if we're, if I never, if I ever got to a point where I didn't, I felt like I had no purpose, then I would probably do that. But at the moment, it, it seems that I won't have to. I will not reach a point for a long time because for as long as I have family and people to protect then my purpose remains and then it kind of focuses on you even more and it says I present to you an offer you could join with me at this moment know what I know and be what I am no Pikachu if you did this you would be more than you could ever be chained to them Yes, no Pikachu. No Pikachu. You could help them in ways that they may never understand. But you would have to make the decision to leave all of them now. What is more important to you? These chains... Or a, di- a different purpose. He's trying to poach our boy. Rumblestone might like give a look over to um, Roberto and just kind of like a nod. And at that point, vines rip out of the snaps and create a sort of wall around Roberto. Ah, and Roberto, you can you can see them like it's almost like it's. You can see through the vines they shift, and you can see them. You know they're safe. You know everything's fine. But they can't seem to see you. They're they're looking, squinting, trying to see you. And there's this kind of rushing of of water around you. And 
you can hear Narmul's voice in your core. And it says, I offer you something greater than you could ever achieve. Chained to these worlds. What is it exactly? You would return to the elemental planes. You would bond with me. And I will share with you all the knowledge that I have. You could work on a higher plane to stop the suffering and end the nightmares. But you would have to leave them. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 20, Questions and Answers, Part 1. The fate of Tompkins, Roberto's decision, and the answer to the biggest question of all will be revealed in our next episode. Thanks to all of you for listening, and a huge thank you and a welcome to our newest Patreon member, Lucas Galvo, for supporting the podcast. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod. You can find his work at incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at sirenscape.com. I feel like I look at everything in Texas and I'm like, there's no history here. We only have the Alamo. (laughs) (laughs) But you remember it, goddammit. (laughs) Goddammit. We remember that one piece of history. Here's a question. Do do Texans actually remember the Alamo? Do they know what happened at the Alamo or why there was Davy Crockett kicked a lot of ass and he was from Tennessee. Yeah, they're all like, come and take it, son of a bitches. And then they they did. did. They they did come and take it. Weird, yeah. (laughs) What a great moment. And then they did. Yeah. What is that called um, where it's a loss? Appropriation. It's like... No, 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 it's a it's a victory sustained, <laughs> but it's like massive amounts of damage. So it's a pyrrhic victory, a net yeah. loss. Oh, <laughs> it was a pyrrhic victory. It's just a building. Leave the Alamo. Um, yeah, they the have to actually perform the pose. So those babies were probably disqualified. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's only half of. That's only counts. Now I want a book called Here's Waldo, and it's just a fuck ton of Waldos. <laughs> And there's no point to the book. Like you're standing going you just, like, am I looking for the guy that's winking? Nope. You just have a giant red arrow pointing directly at him in the crowd. <laughs> I do like I do like the idea that it's like a sea of Waldos. You just pick your favorite, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you can't lose the game. Yeah. You let's can only play, win. Let's play. Let's play. Jean, I'm sorry. We're talking about Here's Waldo right now. We don't need you to distract us with dungeons. We're talking about heroes. In a lot of ways, Waldo was the first world walker. Oh, yeah. Speaking of world. Isn't Narmal the annoying kitten from Garfield? That's that's Neville. That's Neville. Nermal. I think it's Nermal. It's Nermal. And Neville is the annoying kid from Harry Potter. Oh, okay. Who like rats out? You mean the real hero? He gets hot though. 
He gets uh, really in the movies, quite sexy. He, in the books, he glows up. Very, it's just a stubble. It's just a stubble. He still has a tiny little mouth with little buff teeth. <laughs> I do enjoy in the book, they're like, they hint at the idea that he was supposed to be something important, and they just go like, how would you gonna do, though? Like, he has the same origin story as you, Harry. Really? Yeah! It's fucking weird, right? <laughs> anyway, let's go look well, at some cakes. Like the thing was like Voldemort was like, "Oh, these are more serious enemies," and it's like, "Oh, you could have, you could have just been, you just could have beat Neville and just could have just had life. You could have had all of Hogwarts for yourself." What about like the boys that lived? <laughs> Not as good a story the boys though. Boys back in town. <laughs> uh, you know, that's actually the name of my Harry Potter rap band. Is the, the boys, boys who lived with a Z? But Fuck it's like yes, a dude. Bolt Z. No, it's just lightning bolt Z. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Google just how many fan fictions there are that are titled "The Boys Who Lived" because I'm guessing at least God, 35. It's gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> Going over to fanfiction.net. All I'm your, on my way. <laughs> all of the pics are little are little ones. <laughs> all right. Um, so everybody. I'm probably going to be going through these crystals like water. No, wait, let's take a crystal back and <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> he like gets minus one. It's like, let's let's agree that uh, we let the person go down first before we use the crystal on them. Like we don't Agreed. we don't save them at like oh. five hit points. We save them at zero. I got a paper cut Vasa uh, crystal. <laughs> I've, I've used eight crystals on it. <laughs> I need a boo boo sticky. If you crush up a crystal and you snort it with cocaine, you never get nose please. <laughs> Booyah. <laughs> okay, Pedro's losing it. <laughs> I'm trying to be like really like really serious. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I like I like the idea that it was like it would be the parting Ghostbusters where it's like, would someone ask you if you embrace the path when a god asks you if you embrace the path of killing or messaging? <laughs> Don't say killing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but that's the, I would not say that. <laughs> the softener, the softener, the softener. It comes back. Um, oh no! Please, what is this soft rock? <laughs> it's like when the foo phones it in, man. <laughs> Which is never. It's acoustic. It's acoustic. Uh, it's unplugged. Song. Yeah, it's unplugged. Ah! It's MTV's unplugged, really. <laughs> <laughs> what is MTV's unplugged? Yeah. It was a series that ran through the 90s. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nirvana did a good one. I'll get it to you. I'll send you it. I <laughs> Sorry, I keep adjusting my chair. It makes an annoying screech. Sorry, you'll have to edit that out later. <laughs> Hi, future Pedro. Thanks for cutting this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Out of curiosity, do you remember the Horizon Walker? No. You don't remember that? No. We talked about you um, going into a new subclass and fixing your ranger class. Oh. And then you're like, "Ah, I don't really think so. (laughs) And then um, it was on the way to the tavern. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah. And it was like, they're like, you could come with me. And you're like, I really want to get back to my group. (laughs) (laughs) Not today, Satan. (laughs) And so, yeah, she left, and then you met with Patch. Man. (laughs) It's all good. Man.
<laughs> um, side quest, side quest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got turned down on the side quest. Not yeah. But um, <laughs> that's that's. I mean that that hurts a little. That it's just like the one side quest that can save us all, uh, and so you missed. <laughs> I mean, Tin Tin would say.